UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And we have a lot to talk about tonight. I think the most important thing is that uh, Jim Harbaugh finally has uh, surfaced from the cupola of the of the submarine to uh, to talk and, and talk about what's going on in camp. And I think uh, the most important thing that, that I took away from it was that as much as he tried to, uh, matter of fact, he, he left, the, one of the last things he said is that the quarterback battle is still raging. It sure sounds to me, reading between the lines, that Shea Patterson is the guy and that, you know, not only from what Harbaugh has said, but from what some of the other players and coaches have said. What do you think, Andy? I agree. It's yeah, that uh, Shea right now is number one. If, there, if he doesn't get injured and things keep going good, he's likely to be the man. I think the real contest is for the second who's going to back him up, uh, whether it's going to be uh, Peters or, or the rest of the, the rest of the bunch that's there. Uh, I think maybe Peters will be the guy, but you never know. I think the battle is still raging, and I think Harbaugh is very sincere about keeping it a secret until the day the game is played. I don't mind that at all this year because I think this is a year where Harbaugh shouldn't go, where he should stand back and say, let's wait till the facts are in and see how things go. So... Uh, I can see why he's a little laid back this year and forgiving more than I could in other years for that. Well, I think the big thing is, really, who cares if we know? Um, you know, it's interesting how people get bent out of shape about uh, the lack of depth chart being released and if we need to know or if, Har- or if Harbaugh should tell us. I think one thing that I've learned from looking at the depth charts Oh, man, the last 10 years is that the depth charts really don't mean all that much. You know, uh, they'll put out, you know, player X is the starter or player B or player or player C. I mean, again, I think that, that, you know, while I understand why people would like to know who the definitive guy is, all that matters is whoever comes out under center against Notre Dame, you know, plays well. And, and, and that's what that's what's going to matter, you know. I do think it's Shea Patterson's job to lose right now. Um, you know, and again, short of an injury, I mean, I think back to, you know, some years back, you know, Matt Gutierrez was, was going to be the starter all the way up until a day or two before first game of the season. Didn't he get, get hurt, Phil? Yep, he got hurt. And, and but the thing I remember is there were these huge, big profiles on him in the papers. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, they had kept a lid on the injury, and Chad Henney came out, you know, true freshman, and, and, and uh, you know, the, pretty much was the starter for, for his whole time at Michigan. So, again, unless something happens, um, I think it's Shea Patterson. Um, and, again, I think that's, uh, you know, as, that's as locked in as it can be. You know, the other thing that, that's come out is, um, you know, we're hearing about how the offensive line has been rebuilt and simplified and clarified in that, um, you know, honestly, I'm still more worried about the offensive line than anything that can happen at the quarterback position. Hey, that's the 
that offensive line does not have to be the 97 line. They just have to be a decent line, a respectable line. And they haven't been respectable in the last 10 years. They've had too many tackles for loss, too many sack quarterbacks, too much chaos in the offense. Uh, the defense has been on the field so much that it couldn't sustain its progress in the last part of, of important games. So the thing has been a mess, and it's time that something was done about it. Now, this year we're expecting the offense to be better. I'm, I'm, I believe it will be better. I believe that offensive line will be better, and, and uh, Warner certainly will do a better job than Drubnow did, I think. He has dumbed it down. That's not a good term. He has made it um, uh, less complex, a less complex pro system. And, and if you look at the people that they got in that quarterback room now, Peters and McCraffrey and those slouches, Milton has got uh, for, uh, uh, a youngster has got a tremendous arm, and they even got a. Uh, transfer that I don't know how much he's going to play and I don't know why he transferred from Illinois. His name is Jeff, Jeff George Jr. And he'll have a, um, he's a much longer shot to do anything this year, but he will have two years of eligibility. So the quarterback room is full. The coaches seem to be much improved, much better. At least they're sounding better. But until we see Notre Dame on the field, until the hitting starts and the game starts under the lights in Notre Dame Stadium, it's September 1st. It's all guesswork. But I have a good feeling about it. Well, I I have a better feeling about it. Um, again, i got to see it on the field. We're, we're really at that point. You know, I, I believe the offense will be better than last year. But, you know, as we've talked about in the past, last year was so bad offensively, you know, epically bad. So, you know, the, you know, we talked about, you know, the changes with the scheme. I think the, you know, you want to say that it's streamlined or it's simplified or, or um, you know, when we were talking to um, Runyon, he basically said that, that they're running, a, they're, they're doing less looks. They're concentrating more on what they're doing, and that, and yeah. so far the results are are good. I, I think the thing that I struggle with is, um, you know, just touching on the defense very briefly. You know, I, I if the defense was anything less than top ten in the country next year, I think it would be a shock. I, I think you know, having seen the scheme last year and, and understanding the players are coming that are coming back, you know, definitely it's a top five defense. Now, you can't have an offense that's in the hundreds, and, and that's what we had last year. So so that the offense improving, you know, it's going to improve just by definition. I mean, I don't think you can have a, a program that has as much talent as Michigan be that bad two years in a row. The question is, you know, can it jump up enough to make Michigan competitive? And, and I think, really, last year was an aberration. Um, I, I think so, too. You know the the problem I have, like when we talk about you know all the all the quarterbacks stacked up, you know I kind of thought we had quarterbacks stacked up last year, and uh, you know it was it was kind of one disappointment after another. Yeah, so, well it turned out they they weren't the top quality we thought they were. These guys apparently will be 
more chance of it this year. Now, another thing that Coach Harbaugh, um, you know, touched on, and I thought it was kind of interesting, you know, uh, you know, he said, the thing about freshmen, the longer it takes for them to figure out that they're good, the better off they're going to be. And, and I think it's interesting that, you know, that's really kind of a telling statement that the worst thing that can happen to a young kid is that young players, they start getting kind of full of themselves, reading their press clippings, especially before we've, we've played any games. So You know, this is a big change from prior years because he, in prior years, has touted freshmen to some degree. And, and uh, you remember when they, when they had the great recruiting extravaganza and all that sort of stuff? Most people were the upcoming freshmen. So he's done that in the past, and I kind of respect that he's not doing that this year because it's no year for hype. Fans and everybody wants to want to see solid results. And there, I, there's going to be a lot of interest. The fans are really interested in what's going to happen. And uh, some of them are pretty optimistic, but not many of them want to drink any Kool-Aid. Well, I think, you know, nobody wants to drink Kool-Aid before they see something on the field. And, That's and, right. And the, real- this year. and the reality is, is that, you know, you have a, a pretty stiff test, first game of the year, on the road at, at Notre Dame. And you hope that the team can get past that. Um, and, you know, have use the next couple of games to kind of gear up because, you know, they have a pretty murderous stretch. Uh, yes, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Penn State. So, yeah. so again, you got it no matter what happens against Notre Dame, win, lose, tie, you know, epic victory, epic disaster, whatever happens, the important thing is to, is to get to that stretch healthy and, and positively. Um, another thing that, that Harbaugh touched on was the, the shoe controversy. And shoe uh, It's interesting because, you know, he, he, it, it sounded pretty clear to me that he doesn't think it's a current player, that, you know, they, they've done an inventory, they've talked to everybody, the players are trained and instructed on, on what to do. And he seemed to point to, that either it was a, a player who had used up their eligibility or had left the program, or surprisingly, potentially a coach. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this this mini-scandal um, breaks, you know, what information we find out. But to me, he didn't seem very concerned by it. Um, you know, it didn't. And, and, and the other thing is, is that he made it very clear. It's like, listen, if, if somebody screwed up, they, they will pay the price. They will miss some games. So, yes. um, you know, so when you hear that, you know, that tells me two things. First thing is, A, they really don't think that it's anybody, you know, it's not a, it's not a wide-ranging scandal. It's not like 10 or, they're going to find out that 10 or 15 guys all did it and would put a, a huge dent in the, in the roster. Um, and, you know, whoever it is, boy, if, if, it's some, if it is somebody on the current program, they're going to be in some trouble. So, yes. you know, he's... He's, he's painted himself into a corner and, and has thrown the gauntlet down. This is how we're going to deal with it. And I, I fully believe that the University of Michigan's investigation will report what really happened. I don't think there will be a cover-up of any kind with them. They've had a tendency to go the other way, to be 
very stringent in in 89 they were you know um, not in 89 in the Weber in the Weber uh, incident there for the basketball team they were uh, honest and outspoken and took the right actions and and did did what they should do to the point where it was kind of amazing that they didn't fight about it more like other schools do. And it seems to fight the NCAA. I see schools get run away with it. But uh, did you hear Delaney speak at all? No. He, he came. He came through. Uh, is there's a reason a lot of people don't like Delaney, and he just reiterated the same kinds of things again um, that um, people have objected to. He seems to be geared to money instead of what's good for players. Um, there's even been cons- uh, a lot of people misspell his name, and that's been all over the some of the sites is nobody, nobody would people with Michigan uh, educate with a Michigan education should be able to spell Delaney's name right but who cares anyway he's been there a long time it's going to be interesting to see how things change when he goes so um, you know the other thing that we've uh, that we found out is that um, as you as you mentioned before, the offensive line is is getting rave reviews. We'll see how that goes. Um, and so far, so good. There haven't been a lot of injuries, so at least none that we've heard about. So I think the big question is, um, you know, when you when we're looking at the offense, you have you know some interesting questions at quarterback. We think Shea Patterson is going to be the initial answer there. Um, you know, again, the the big thing, you know, again, we have running backs, you know, we expect the wide receivers to be better. There's so many areas for improvement that hopefully things will go well. Um, for me, the number one question is the offensive line. And, again, hopefully uh, they've gotten a lot of work practicing against our defensive line. You know, they, they I, you know, I doubt they're going to see a better one or they're, they will not see a substantially better one all year. So hopefully they can turn that around in, in, in something positive. <clears throat> um, so again, you know, it was interesting listening to Harbaugh. Um, he looked like it was at the end of a long day. He was he was very intense answering questions, but I think that, you know, he talks about how for the players that the second week is move-up week, that the first week everybody is super excited and all gung-ho and flying around like crazy, and the second week, the separation begins. The, you know, the guy, the I guess the uh, the adrenaline wears off, and uh, the the starters begin to separate, and that it, it's kind of a natural thing that you you start to see. And I thought that was interesting, an interesting observation from him. Um, you know, learning about how he sees the camp process. You know, one thing that. I am disappointed by in, in talking to Coach, and again, it's a it's a very minor disappointment in the grand scale of life. You know, if Michigan goes, uh, you know, makes the Big Ten championship game or wins the Big Ten championship or makes the college football playoffs, 
you know, this will be neither here nor there. But you really don't get much in the way of the coach explaining what they're trying to do on offense. You really don't you don't get a, a, a view of what he's trying to do. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because when you talk to Don Brown, he kind of opens the hood and shares, you know, how his defense works, what he needs from Talks different positions. Players. Yeah, but, you know, it's, 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 separate. it's bigger than that, Andy. It's, you know, I don't get the impression that we ever really talk football with Harbaugh. It's, he's always seeming to block. You know, block and parry and questions and, and kind of get out with giving as little information as possible. Um, and, and again, I, I'm just I'm just talking about in a general sense in that, um, you know, when I think of Harbaugh, it's a black box. You don't know what's going on inside. So you know, and I think I've been thinking about this. You know, the last couple of seasons is that you know, with Hoke and Rodriguez, um, occasionally. Um, they would sit and just talk football with you, and you w- and, and it wouldn't be player X, player Y. It would be here. Here's what we're trying to do. This is my philosophy. This is what I'm trying to do from this position. This is what we like to do. And and I've never. I think from a personal standpoint, my disappointment in in you know in these press conferences or, or whenever you have a chance to talk to to Harbaugh specifically is he never really talks football with you. You know, no, that's that's right. He, he he avoids that all he can. Although he did say some interesting things this time about some position groups and players, like he uh, mentioned that the linebackers are really tough, and he said Devin Bush was the fastest linebacker he's ever seen. He said Roshan Gary runs the ball as fast as some skilled players, while being nearly 300 pounds. And that Rashawn maintains a great mind and attitude. Hudson said later that the second stringers playing are playing much faster now, and that's good news. Everybody seems to get back to the training. Uh, when you look at players now, they seem to be much heavier, much bigger in size. And if they can maintain their speed and be that big, that's going to be gangbusters. Harbaugh also said that Warner's influence on the offensive line has been all to the good, and he noted that the O-line position group is competitive and ascending nicely. So they don't have, like I said before, they don't have to be like 97, but they got to be much, much better than they were last year. As I say, they, they don't have to be 97, but they can't be 2017. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absolutely not. So, anyway, I'm I'm jacked up about the season, and glad that the most competitive group is the quarterback group. And uh, we won't know again. We won't know anything uh, until September first. After that, I hope we're happy when we write articles. I agree. We well, need it all though. If they do lose, and it's a respectable loss, it's not going to keep them from winning the Big Ten championship because, you know, it's just a, uh, another game. It's not a league game. But uh, if this team wants to get off to a right start, there would be nothing any better for the University of Michigan football team for the Wolverines to start out with a decent win in 
which they prove that they have an offense. But I think that defense is going to be as, as sound. Every position group is loaded. All right, and on that note, we're going to end this podcast. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue! Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue!